You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Play uh, the internationally, the Russian, uh, you know, the communist international uh, anthem. I don't know what that is, but you, yeah, I can I'm gonna that. send it to you. Okay. But oh, hey, we're books and beer. I'm Zach Chapman. I'm a writer, and sometimes I get published. Hi, I'm Andrew Hilbert. Hi, I'm Miguel, <laughs> and sometimes, no, I have in my life used a poop knife. <laughs> well, now that's out of the way. We're reading Russian sci-fi. And in true Russian fashion, we're going to do a toast. You know, I feel like Miguel should do the toast, since this is his house. Yeah. So right. say a Russian word. Uh, Nestrovia. That's Russian. What does that mean? I, I don't... Uh, cheers, actually. Oh, nice! Glasnost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we just took a shot of vodka. Vodka! Good. It's disgusting. How does anyone drink vodka? Uh, because we're... Uh, we read some Russian sci-fi. Dude, that tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Oh, man, that's bad. There is nothing appealing about that taste. It's not good. I have, when uh, when I first started drinking, vo- vodka was was my drink of choice. And now I have this aversion to vodka that it, even smelling it, even smelling it makes me like a little sick to my stomach. So, that That is... Particularly bad vodka. Yeah, where did you get that from? And I, we, we can't say. Wait, we won't oh, say yeah, the name, but is it? But like, how is it expensive? Or I don't know if it's expensive, but it's like craft vodka. It's in Austin or Texas somewhere. You know. But here's the thing about here's the thing about liquor that many people don't know. There's a whole craft movement when it comes to beer and liquor, and a lot of it happens with whiskey uh, and bourbon a lot. A lot of what you get. Is this made by an Indiana fucking industrial factory? Fucking Bullet uses that for their rye, you know the Green Label. Mm-hmm. They don't distill it themselves. So if it says, "Oh, selected by our master distiller," that means they didn't they didn't make it themselves. You got a lot of these craft uh, distillers that say shit like, uh, "Like, uh, oh, we have ten year age and they've been around for three years." Mm-hmm. I know you don't know math. <laughs> But it's impossible. Don't it's a t- quantum barrel of b- bourbon. Don't talk to Zach like that. Right? <laughs> but you know, so so what you want to look for is distilled by, distilled by, and bottled at, or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it says bottled at, no, it's got to be distilled by. If it doesn't say distilled by, it's yeah. fucking bullshit. I, I already know I'm going to have a really bad hangover after this episode. I don't think we should do. I don't think we should do three cheers on that. But we yeah. should do one more, right? We'll do one more, but that is awful. Yeah. Okay. And well, okay. So we're washing it down with some Modelo because Modelo is like the good cheap beer. Yeah. It's like it, that. That beer is standard. Yeah. It's a. It's a Texas, fucking. It might as well be Lone Star. Yeah. I think it's a bit better than Lone Star. Right, but, I, but, I agree. But, but it's so prevalent. It yeah, might yeah, as well it's be ubiquitous. Oh, nice, nice word. I had a guy came. Uh, <clears throat> he came into uh, the place I work, and he had a shirt that said "Ubiquity," right? And one of my coworkers said, "Oh man, those shirts are everywhere." 
And the guy was just like, really? <laughs> oh, man. That's really good. Yeah. That didn't happen. It did fucking happen. <laughs> that sounds like the setup to a fucking Dude, joke. It fucking happened. I was there. I witnessed oh, it. I didn't do it. Did you realize Dude, what was you happening? have the best story, like work stories. I work at, I mean, Your I work life at a bar. is fucking... I work at a bar. I see like everything. It is I see fucking... the saddest people and the happiest people. <laughs> and sometimes that's the same fucking person. Yeah. And I recently, you recently put me on to uh, a group called Wooks. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that so, that was the term. So we used to call them festies, but lately on the internet, everyone's calling them Wooks. And these are just people who look dirty. They're, they, I mean, they're just like They're hippies. radio coffee shop people. Like, they go in, they're, they go to coffee shops Yeah, in they're coffee shop people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wooks are coffee shop people. Yeah. You know. But are they like kind of like um, retired deadheads or something? Or? No, they're usually young. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, like, there are old, there are old wooks, and they would be deadheads. Um, but I feel like the old wooks just kind of like wear that costume when they're around young people, try to get some puss mm. or some pee pee. <laughs> they're like millennials. Yeah. That got into crystals. Yeah. Crystals, crystals meth? Or? No, 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 crystals no. like crystals like, to heal your headaches. And yeah. To make uh, your poops not worthy of poop knives. <laughs> So why do you think uh, Wooks are into like radio coffee so why, shops? Why do you think uh, Wooks are into like coffee? Stuff? Because coffee shops, uh, you can be there forever, relatively unmolested. Like at bars, you're not buying anything at a bar. Get the you, fuck out! They're of just here. like, <laughs> or they check your ID, or they just you know they try to get you get you away. Where I work is a hybrid, right, of that concept. So we are. More able to kick people out. I pray that Wooks never figure out about libraries. Oh, I'm well. well you, they got a whole other problem. They're yeah. called homeless people. Yeah, yeah. Those are like true Wooks. Other Wooks, hashtag fake Wooks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what? What? One is a Wook by fucking DNA, and one is a Wook by uh, tradition. You know, the DNA. Those are the real Wooks. Yeah. The fake Wooks. Tradition. They just they just hijack tradition. Is it nature or nurture? Look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we read Russian sci-fi. We read Russian sci-fi, and here's the thing: should we read? Should, should we talk about what? What I get the feeling we didn't like first, or should we talk about what we liked? I first? feel like, fuck, it's it's hard because we want to generally go in like chronological order, but there is such a divide in between quality of these two things. What do you think? I actually don't know which ones you guys did or didn't like. So. Oh! Oh! Ho, ho. All right, hold on. Wow. <laughs> I did this fucker out of the whole podcast. No, no, no. I'm, I'm being serious. Are you talking about uh, Metro 2033 is the one you didn't like? And Roadside Picnic was the one you did like? Yes. That's okay. what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm not editing. Okay. Keep talking. Okay. All right. Well, what do you want to start with? What do you feel? Okay. You had read... One of these so, things before. I read Roadside Picnic years ago, and so I kind of I reread it, recent, you know, for this. And and when I say reread it, I kind of like read enough to remember, and then skim through and read enough to remember, um, because time constraints, right? Yeah. Um, this, I, I feel like we should talk about Metro Twenty Thirty Three, and then Roadside Picnic. Okay. Um, and Metro Twenty Thirty Three came out like. 2007? 10 years ago? Yeah. Something like that? Um, That's... Do you guys... Are are you guys familiar with how it came about? Mm-hmm. I'm slightly familiar because 
as I was reading this, I was like, okay, I just, I have to know more. Yeah. So I was, I was looking into it and it's, uh, I, I can't pronounce the guy's name, so I'm not going to try. Starts with a D. Yeah. And look it up. Metro 2033. You'll find it very easily. And, um, he started writing this when he was 18 and he published it like seven years later or whatever, but he actually released it online for There's free. It a blog. Yeah. yeah and he just, and that's exactly. But I so I read that after I read the book, and yeah. that's exactly what this felt like. It was a never-ending series of events. adventures or events, not even adventures, not adventures, yeah. events that yeah. just kept happening to a point where it's like, okay, I guess it's I should like this now. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's like uh, Forrest Gump, but not as entertaining. So it, but I understand. I understand the process of that when you're serializing something, you want to make it very interesting. Yeah. But that's a different process than writing a cohesive right. novel. Right. So let's give it let's give a little bit of backup. Uh, so that's how it was made. Yeah. What it is, is it's a post apocalyptic, kind of dark sci fi horror fantasy. It's it's Kind of zombie. It, it's it's it, only sci-fi in setting. There's really no sci fi tropes. It's much more of a, a Lord of the Rings pastiche than it is like a, a, a sci-fi or a post-apocalyptic pastiche. It's like everything feels extremely derivative to me. Um, oh, I mean, because he, he started at 18 years old. Yeah. And it's it, hard not to be derivative. Well, right. It, it started at 18, but I was reading that he really started it when he was like 15. And it reads, oh, really? it reads so much like something that a fifteen-year-old would write. Like it's all action, and then they do this, yeah. and then they do this. Yeah. Also, a lot of monologues, like you were saying. Yeah, should have been called two thousand thirty-three monologues or something. Yeah. Because you know, there are some cool monologues, and the guy, you know, if, if, he's, if he's that young writing some of the cool things, it's cool. The thing is, when you're that young. You think that you're saying something so important, and you're like, you're just like fucking force feeding it into your character's mouth. Well, it, it nobody talks like that. It yeah. felt Stop. it you felt know? like uh, maybe his parents, especially the ending. It felt like his mom or dad was like, "Hey, you know, this kind of sucks. Maybe you should do something a little bit more literary for the ending." And it's so unjustified, and. Uh, I, I looked into he he comes from a a, a cast of people in Russia yeah. called the intelligentsia, which is like a, a literary, artsy kind of architectural like uh, it's like a class of people yeah. that are like into art and literature, and that's where his you know his family I guess were like professors or something and It'd be like high society here yeah right? yeah exactly bohemian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, it's funny because his parents told him, you know, make it more literary. Maybe, maybe Maybe. have some kind of uh, arc or whatever. Uh, Make him learn something. Yeah, Uh, yeah. He 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 made way more money writing trash than any of his fucking group did. That's for sure. I mean, trash. I'm not saying it's trash. No, because there was there were a lot of good things happening in the book, and I felt like certain things were done really well, like. I don't know. World I, building? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... I, but I did have a little bit of a... I, I really liked the Ted Kaczynski kind of uh, cannibal <laughs> cult where they're against technology. Yeah, and I just liked the way the way that leader was characterized was done well. Like, there's a lot of things that were... 
that were done well. It just it just feels like it runs on for too long. I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree that they were done well. I I was shocked that this is rated four stars because you on good on Goodreads. Goodreads I think you people, put too much. Yeah, I do think you put too much. I do. I, I do, but I, I'm like, I, I thought this was from a craft standpoint, probably the worst thing that we've read on this show. Okay, from a craft standpoint, true, but very popular things are terrible when it comes to craft. The Da Vinci Code, uh, Fifty no, Shades. No, no, no. But, yeah. but okay, but the Da Vinci Code, it is almost. Like, there's a plot, and it, everything services the plot, from what I understand. It's, right. you know, it, it's almost like a formulaic type writing. This, there's no study of how plots work, or how characters, or how dialogue works in writing. Like, I get, the, the world building for me was pretty awesome. But you don't have to be a fucking genius to build a world. Like, Anyone can build a anyone with talent. This kid's got, He's got talent. this kid's got talent. Well, but, he's not a kid anymore. Let's well, right, right. But when he was writing, <laughs> it, it's clear he can put together interesting. You know, he can build an interesting setting and he can put together sentences in a yeah. scene. But he has no understanding of pacing or plot. Or character development. Yeah, at the pacing all. was really so. So essentially, strenuous for a reader. The the what it was was like it's post apocalyptic nuclear war, right? The nuclear war happened, and it's been it, it's from the it, it's twenty years later because it was it took place twenty thirteen was when the war happened. And it was twenty years later, so twenty thirty three. And yet and, he's seventeen. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, the uh, math. Yeah, it, the math in this one is. And so the idea... He was like Miguel. <laughs> the concept is cool. If you think about it, if somebody told you that there was a post-apocalyptic, a book about a post-apocalyptic world that takes place underground in the metro system in Canada, right? And each station has its own... It's basically its own nation or nation state. Wait, wait a minute. Are, are you... Doesn't Metro 2033 takes place in Russia? No, it takes place in Canada. It's, it, well, according to the Wikipedia article, or maybe I'm sure. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I'm Roadside Picnic. Yeah, yeah, Roadside yeah. Picnic. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Regardless, so it takes place in Russia in in the um, in the metro system, and each station is its own nation state. I mean, that's that concept is really cool. It's captivating. Yeah, and the first two hours of this are really captivating because you're learning about that. You're what you explained is all just. Given to you little bit by little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's like a video game. And I can understand how they turned it into a video yeah. game. Because while I was reading it, I was like, this was a blog that somebody just kept writing. And this also feels like somebody who played, like, Call of Duty nonstop. Or, yeah. or the, the, right, it feels like the, the influences on the person who wrote this was not good literature. It's like, he, he read Lord of the Rings... And then he played a fuck ton of video games, and he's like, "How can I combine these two? Yeah, he, dude, he might have read Roadside Picnic too. <laughs> oh no, yeah. he did, no, he yeah, definitely yeah, did because stalkers, he calls, stalkers, he calls, that, yeah, he calls yeah. them stalkers. But, yeah. but Roadside, okay, we'll we'll hold off on yeah. Roadside Picnic. But, but yeah, I think that this is, yeah, from a craft standpoint. What do you mean by I'm not a writer? So what do you mean by craft? 
when when I'm saying craft, I'm talking about looking. If Go every ahead. if every fucking character is saying a monologue and they're not delivering a speech, yeah. like on behind a podium, that's bad craft because yeah. nobody fucking talks like that. Yeah, the pacing, right? Right, it's a series the, of events that are like just continually happening with no with no deliberation or uh, w- 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 with no character involvement. Almost, it's like I don't know. Th- there's nothing to grab onto. So um, you have a character who is fairly unlikable because, I, and I think he's unlikable because he's like a stand-in for you know a 17 year old kid who's not particularly intelligent, who doesn't have, like, a um, a good sense of self-preservation. Like, he, he will constantly do things that are, like, counter, like, what the person in this world or setting should do. And he'll just constantly do those things. And you're like, yeah. why the fuck would they do that? It's like, it's only to build uh, tension or to cause a scene, like, to cause him to, like, oh, well, let's shoot a gun now. The other thing about, like, pacing is you have to let your characters breathe. And you have to, like, they have to learn something. So, um, there's this thing called a, uh, what is it, like, scene and sequel, which is, like, a craft standpoint, which I learned about kind of fairly recently. But you can look at pretty much any book and any well-written book, and you'll see that everything is kind of like a sequel to a scene earlier where... Like, the character will reflect and learn something from that scene. That doesn't really happen. It kind of happens in this, but it's just, like, this character moving through things. Yeah. And there's nothing for a reader to grab onto other than, hey, it's the main character. There there was no drive for this character. The only drive was the author pushing him forward. The the only drive is, like, oh, I gotta get to Mordor. Yeah. You know, yeah. like but he didn't me, have eagles. He didn't have yeah, but he had, yeah, yeah. Don't say the Kremlin. <laughs> don't say the Kremlin. Ugh, yeah. Don't say the Kremlin. Like, oh my god! It's like he had just read Harry Potter, and he's yeah. like, "Don't say Voldemort." Yeah. So, like, so, so essentially, the our, our, what's the main character's name? Our, uh, like, uh, I, I, Atung, Atung, something like that. So he was rescued by one of these. Was the guy stalker? No, no, he was rescued by a. The soldier, that was kind of cool, right? Named the, Hunter. Yeah. And uh, so there was like this attack of these uh, rats that were moving through. Yeah. Uh, and they ripped, um, his whole station was murdered or killed by these rats. But he was saved because his mother handed him off to Hunter. Oh, Hunter, sorry. No, that was uh, his uncle. Right, yeah. So he handed him off to who, the person who became a stepfather. Yeah. And that's it. So that scene was cool. There's scenes. There's Pockets of cool things that happen throughout this book, but librarians I thought was kind of yeah. cool. But but um, but that that's talent. So he, you know he he's this kid who's got the raw talent. He can write a single scene, but he hasn't studied. You know he his influences are not literature. They're video games. They're movies. And it, it's paced like a it's paced like a. This movie. felt like yeah. uh, like a horror movie novelization time like. This is just like like if the video game had already been created and he was just writing. You know, this was a little bit better because he was imagining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was I working just, out source material. I'm just saying, like it just felt like the shit was coming out of thin air and he was just writing it. Like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then a new thing happens, and nothing in the plot ties back in. Like 
There's there's the hunter character that tell that gives him the mission. There's but he never comes back up. There's uh his this guy that he has like a psychic connection with that's the reincarnation of Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan who's like who never comes back. Well he gets killed. Does he? Yeah, he got killed. When did he get killed? At the mission of like I say mission that level or whatever you know that <laughs> segment. It was a mini boss, dude. Yeah, you know, he, oh, that segment he got killed. See, it be, and and the but it other, wasn't clear. I had to fucking yeah, it up. yeah. The I guess yeah, that was not clear to me. the The other thing is the variety. So like when you're writing a uh, a scene or when you're when you're like plotting out a book, you need to think about variety and how do I make these scenes different? How do I you know the pacing has to change. Like you, you can't be at eleven out of ten every scene. Yeah. You know some scenes have to be calm and reflective. And there was n- there were hardly any calm scenes or pieces where uh, uh, of this that don't end in a bunch of bullets yeah. and him just going, oh, now I have to go on this next thing. Oh, now I have to go do this. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> give me a fucking break, man. Like I said, the concept was cool. Like, each individual station having its own identity. Like, there's fascists, there's communists, there's a cult, there's a... But even that... There's the Fourth Reich. Right. So, so that concept is cool. But even that gets wearisome after a while. It's like, okay, great. What's the next one? Can't there just be a normal one? Yeah. No, there's a kingdom or, you know, like, that sort of stuff. So... Yeah. It was... He was pushing a whole bunch of shit in. But that's like, you know, it's the first first novel. I'm sure Metro 2034 is better. No, I I I bet that you know, it gets really good. Yeah. But I just don't I mean, I I already hate the main character. And something that didn't make sense to me was maybe I'm mistaken. The currency was bullets or yeah. clips. Yeah. That's not sustainable. Right? Like you can't buy everything in, in bullets. Well, that that's but that's, it it just speaks to how young the care the person is that wrote this right because he doesn't he doesn't realize that but scarcity creates value which is why there's gold ba- gold backed money right, right? so I'm... so a bullet so a bullet could be I mean uh, spent shells or whatever bullets could be currency I know, if I... they're not if they're not continue to be made right I'm I'm understanding the value in the post apocalyptic yeah. world what I'm saying is uh, you know you couldn't it's not sustainable in the fact that you can't buy everything with bullets because it like the the economy. Wouldn't work. Yeah, you, you need a variety of things. Because there's the barter system. It's not one thing that you're always yeah. trading. It's multiple things that people need. You know. Right. So yeah. he, 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 he he didn't say, oh, this this piece of paper represents five bullets. <laughs> Here's five fucking bullets. I mean, I mean, he went into so much detail on everything else. It was 17 hours on an audiobook. Maybe five minutes on how the barter system works. Yeah. Would, you know. It, he, instead, he chose another battle. I don't know. It was. Not enjoyable. I mean, it was. I was just getting the, through it. Yeah. So to me, the first two hours were fairly enjoyable, but then it got, the, it got very irritating. Oh, did, this is it, <laughs> yeah. basically. Well, see, this is the thing because I'm always like, really, me, I'm always skeptical when people push in like a, a love, a, a relationship in there, like a female male relationship sort of thing. I'm like, oh, they're just throwing that in to fill pages or whatever. Like this book had nothing of that. This book had no named female characters. Yeah, not, not a gonna... single female character with a name. Nineteen years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like when I was when I was like yeah, but... fifteen, it was like I got the first two characters. Like 
the main character and the blonde. Like, that he's interested yeah, dude, in. He's you know. rolling around in rubles, and what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, uh, so this was. Uh, fuck, man. So long. It was so long. It was so long. Do the, does the Russian culture value women? Even with the next book, I don't know. I think it's a. I, I think it's a way more patriarchal and machismo society um, than we have here. Then I, 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 they go fucking nuts when Putin is shirtless. Oh yeah, they love you that know? shit. Uh, you know the Russian Orthodox Church has real political power. That is a pa- that's 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 a patriarchy right there. Yeah, like completely. Like the patriarchy has has uh, political control. And it's enshrined within the Constitution. Um, so I, I don't I mean they probably value you know they, they value women, but this is pretty stark, right? Yeah, that's the other thing though. There, this was translated from Russian, so I'm sure it's not a hundred percent why this book is not that good. But there's got to be something there lost in translation. Well, it's not like Russian is a language from you know that was just discovered. English has been yeah. being translated to Russian for yeah. hundreds of years. Russian has been, been translated to English for hundreds of years. So it's not like it's not like it's impossible to do a good translation of Russian. Yeah. And Russia, if you look at Russian poetry and English poetry, I mean, I'm, I'm actually American poetry in the 20th century, there's a lot of similarities. And part of it's the influence of Russian translation. I mean, English translations of Russian poetry mm. into America. So audio loop is coming back on getting back on itself. Yeah, yeah, it's a Roburos. Uh, yeah. So anyway, do you want to do anything? Anything else you want to talk about this book? I I want to say that um, when people discredit science fiction and genre, I feel like this is the pulp that they're talking about. There's nothing that is particularly redeemable about this book from a literature perspective like it's all just entertainment it's all just you know give me give me action give me give me the bottom of the barrel this is your call of duty first person shooter of uh well of video games because it is this is like the doritos of literature have you played uh metro 2033 no no i just use it to benchmark my pc what does that mean what does that mean I read that in on Wikipedia. That, what does that mean? What does that mean? It, it just means like how many frames per second I can get, and it runs smoothly. Like it's just like a, so has, how big is your boner? It has like, good graphics. Yes. Oh, so you, you you're playing it just to see, like you only the only really I think the uh, with a lot of people the only reason that they they play these games is to benchmark their PC, not to play it. The only reason they buy it. Do you remember a game called Crisis back in the day when we were... C-R-Y? Yeah, Crisis. Yeah, Yeah, um, it's just um, games that are, like, very technically hard to run, and you have to have, like, a well-built PC. Um, You can kind of sell a game that's just, like, really hard to run just so all the PC kids that have, like, really expensive rigs will buy it just so they can be like, heh, look, I can run this game. Oh, so it's like if you bought like a, a TV, like a 4K TV, yeah. you throw a 4K movie on to see how it looks. Yeah. yeah. Like Jurassic World. Yeah, but but you're talking about like 4K TV is cheap compared to like 
you know, a rig that would, like, run this game in 4K at 60 frames a second or whatever, you know? Like, okay. it gets expensive and okay. people want to show it off. So, recommend, not recommend. Not recommend. Pulp usually has a good sense of being short. This was not short. That is true, yeah. Um, uh, I, don't, I, I don't recommend it. I do think that the kid, at a time he was a kid, has talent. I'd be interested to see what he's doing now and if he's read more okay. books. You know, because uh, it's, it's quite obvious that it's coming from a place of video games. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and the fact that he chose, he, he, he sold the, the rights to a, a video game creator rather than a movie uh, production company. Was he, it was deliberate. Uh, he said, uh, you know, it, it was more interactive or whatever. Like, yeah. Obviously, that was what he was grown up on. Two, uh, two things I wanted to mention real quick before we move on. One, um, do you guys know like that there's like this whole world of 2033 fanfic? That people have read hundreds of books based on this premise? I'm sure a bunch of them are... Better or good, yeah. I'm sure they're better than this. No, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, the yeah. The world is the world is ripe for the, the, for uh, growth. The world is perfect to run like a campaign for like a D and D bullshit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And then the ending. You guys want to talk about the ending? I do. I'll say that. Okay, so spoiler alert for like the next three or four minutes. I, I feel like this ending is very unjust. There is no... Um, when you're plotting a book, you like to seed things out. Yeah. And that's how a lot of times I'm able to guess what's going to happen, right? Because I understand from a craftsman's perspective how things are created in the workroom, right? When you're drawing shit up. There was nothing like that that could possibly point to the way this ended, which is... Um, there's this really big ominous bad guy thing called the Dark Ones, right? Yeah. It's very, it's kind of like Lovecraftian, and um, they kind of they'll drive people insane, and they'll actually just straight up kill people through um, like mind, kind of uh, telepathy. Yeah, like this telepathy. But they're really, I guess, they were just trying to like reach out and speak to these people. You know, because they are, they're kind of the, like the next evolution in human, uh, in humanity, humanity yeah. you know, is their evolution, right? Which also, there's no <laughs> yeah, basis yeah. in reality yeah. about this whole evolution thing. That, sure, but that's that, cool. That's pulpy. Yeah, yeah that's no, I, cool, I, right. I, I can get, yeah. but right, but then, so they're like super evil and they've always been looked at as super evil. They're like zombie creature they're, they look like inside-out people, is what he describes. And then they're, like, launching missiles at them, and they blow up a city. And as they're blowing up a city, the main character realizes, comes to this epiphany. Wait a minute. Wait. They're trying to talk to me. I'm, like, their savior. I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be the bridge. I'm their messiah. And this is... This is like within. This is the final chapter. This yeah. is half of the final chapter. Yeah. Half of it. It's not. Even, it's like twenty minutes to to the end of the audiobook. Well, like eight and a half minutes if you're going at like one point seven five yeah. speed or something. Like exactly. That. So it's just like <laughs> the very end. He's like their fucking messiah, and then they blow it up, and then he cries, and then the end. Just the it's one like, single tear. Like, yeah. damn, bro. man, fuck that ending is so. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, it, it was like their his parents were like, maybe you could just, like, 
maybe put a little bit of a twist because this whole thing has been rather dull. That, that's what <laughs> I was saying. Was like nothing. It, he was just a bumbling idiot through the throughout the whole book. He just kept making mistake after mistake without learning from his mistakes. And then at the end, he's like, "Oh wait!" He pulled like a Keanu. He's like, "Whoa, whoa!" He a crying Keanu. <laughs> yeah. This, this book would have sitting would, on the bench. You know? This book would have been better if it were, you know, ed, more heavily edited. Also rewritten. Obviously, that ending. <laughs> it was right? a different book. Yeah, no, 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 you no, could no, justify no, the no, ending. The, the ending, yeah. You, you put some sprinkles right. of this development. Yeah, like you develop go, that. So right? he gets to Don't the end. Don't just like, drop it out like a poop knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets to the end and he's like, oh, bro, I got a great idea. Let me go back and, and sprinkle this shit in. No, he's like, no. This Print is it. Go yeah. slides. <laughs> Stop the presses! No one will care about HilbertHeckler.blogspot.com. <laughs> yeah, thanks for finally up, updating that, man. I know it's been a while. Yeah. So okay, I would say uh, not. It's not a recommendation at all. But uh, like you're saying, I would be interested in twenty thirty four. See if there was any progression. I'd give it maybe half an hour. I'd give it a couple chapters, and if it's the same shit, I'm to, done. To me, I think what I would do is. Give this guy's next series yeah. a go. Because, uh, you know, he was so young, you know, and now he's like, what, like 39 or something? But here's the thing, like, yeah. does he need any money? I mean, I mean, like, does he, he's so... Hey, but, you know writers, like, writers right. write, you know, they have to he's write. He's like 30, he's like... Yeah, but here's he's the thing, like, he's got real famous, real young. Famous? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. it, it was like real he, bad, I mean... It was like in, in, in uh, a publisher... A publisher decided to pay money for it to print yeah. after he gave it away for fucking free. That's true. Yeah. So it was, you know. I would say. Pat, so. I don't think that happens anymore. No. Yeah, we, we missed our chance, man. <laughs> I'm going to say hard pass. hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass, but keep an eye on the author, whatever his name is. Yeah. Dimitri Kanovsky. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, in the tradition of our great. Enslavers, the Ruskies, we shall have a toast. You went way above the line on this, man. Is this how you... The line? What the line's line? right here. Dude, that is... What are you fucking talking about? That's not a line. I hate vodka. <laughs> you... I hate vodka so much. Dude, you have shot glasses. You, you don't pour a shot halfway down the goddamn shot glass? I do. Zach just wants a drink. Jesus I Christ. don't He's just want a drink. I don't want Cheers, to drink guys. this at all. Who's, who's doing the toast on this one? To 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 our great neighbor, the Russians. <laughs> I can see them from my house. I can see. Yeah, I can from see them room. from my house. Cheers. And Zach's getting closer. When he's going to Cuba. yeah. <laughs> you know what's great about the Russians is they don't fucking pretend like Americans do. They don't say, "Oh, ooh, distilled oh. made made with Texas artesian spring water." They don't advertise that shit. They know it tastes like shit. Why do they drink that? Why don't they put something in there that's like remotely appealing? The second shot wasn't as bad as the first shot. It was just as bad. Oh my god. It's like uh, moonshine. No, that's bad. That's disgusting. Oh my god. And and, and in, in, in... It tastes just like moonshine. Well, in the echelons of uh, vodka, this is at the bottom. Like, seriously, go get Smirnoff. And you brought the shit... I vodka. brought it because I got it for free. <laughs> okay. Because we read the the previous one was shit. The previous story was shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's exactly. So then we read uh, Roadside, Roadside Picnic. picnic. Hey, at the same time, everybody. Roadside Picnic. Road, one, <laughs> two, two, three. Road Roadside, Roadside Picnic. picnic. By Boris and Arkady Strugatsky. Strugatsky. There we go. All right, cheers. All right, let's do it again. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, so you had read a couple of these Yeah, I read uh, Hard to Be a God as well. Okay, and, and that, is that good? Super good. Is um, it science fiction-y or fantasy? Like? Mm, so, it has like a science fiction kind of premise, but it takes place in like a fantasy kind of world. Cool. It's like, it's like medieval almost. Sounds awesome. It's really awesome. I want to really... So, uh, let me get the premise of that one. That one's yeah, a little cool. bit. Hold on, a little hold bit. on. You guys want to play Secret Hitler after this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyways, there's like two sci- there's like a scientific team that comes from, uh, you know, communism in, in Russia has just it's taken over the world, right? And so the communist government sends them to another planet that is not civilized. Don't change anything. Don't do anything. Just study. Just see how communism is the natural uh, beginning. It is a natural progression of society, right? And of course, it goes crazy. These guys were these guys were censored a lot in so in the Soviet Union. They were actually true believers of the Communist Party when they first started writing. But hard to be a god marks their like, it kind of like marks their like. Uh, they're 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 turned away from communism. Well, yeah, was this written after um, uh, Roadside Picnic? I think Hard to Be a God was written before. So Roadside Picnic, they go in the, in the afterward and they talk about how brutal it was. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah, and like they're like the, the sensory stuff was fucking dumb. It was yeah. like don't have this character drinking as much. Don't yeah. have this character cursing as much. Yeah. Like, well, Hard to Be a God, kind of like it's kind of. It's 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 like a um, God. What's that? It, it's a Apocalypse Now. What what book is that based on? Joseph Conrad, Heart of Darkness. It's almost like a Heart of Darkness kind of kind of thing where there's just this crazy, vicious kind of dictator kind of mentality. It's really good. Has its, it's black humor. Like it's actually funny um, and it's super dark. So I, I'm a, I, I that was the first book I read by them, and that's what made me want to read Roadside Picnic. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of their writing because I'm, because they do blend dark humor into this everything. story too. Yeah. Um, but there's a seriousness to the story. There's a, it, no matter how whimsical and crazy it gets, it still feels dark and it still feels brooding. Well, um, it's rooted in reality. Yeah, yeah. It feels very real. Yeah. And this is and, and, and so now we're actually talking about roadside picnic. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's let's move into roadside picnic. So, uh, Roadside Picnic was essentially, they, uh, aliens do exist, they came to Earth, and they, they it was kind of like just a stop on their journey. Yeah, it was and, a, a Roadside Picnic. Right, what? and this is very telling of the times, of the 70s, because in the 70s, people would have these picnics, you know, on the roadside, whatever, go, go uh, and have a... Pack up everything you in your pull car. Pull off the side of the highway. The, the rest areas. Right. And then you'd have a picnic. But what they would do is they'd leave all their garbage there. Yeah. That's what happened. That's why you had this in the 70s or after the 70s and 80s. They had all this like uh, don't litter. That don't sort mess of with Texas. You don't, yeah. yeah. Because of these roadside picnics where people were just garbage people and left their shit on the side of the road after they had a picnic. So that's essentially what these aliens did, right? They Well. They, well. Maybe. Right, maybe. That's maybe. maybe what they did. Right, so that's why they termed it Roadside Picnic, is that that's what they think they did. These aliens came down to Earth, 
and kind of lived for a little bit and just left a whole bunch of shit. So you're kind of, you're skipping to the third section of this book, and this book is like divided into four sections, and the third section is kind of like a debate, not a debate, but like a like a discussion a between it. Yeah, like a scientist and a um, a guy who is working with the government, right? That's like Noonan. What's the guy's name again? I he's kind of like a uh, what? It, yeah, yeah this, he's basically like a KGB type yeah. thing. But this actually takes place in Canada, right? Or or America? It doesn't take place Canada. Yeah, yeah um, it doesn't take place in uh, um, Russia. Russia, right? Um, and it's ne- near one of these zones. Where um, they had their potential roadside picnic, yeah. right? Yo, uh, Annihilation like took a lot. So this. Yeah. Annihilation, uh, we have to talk about Annihilation yeah. right now, and we have to talk <laughs> about the book that Annihilation is based off of, uh, which is um, Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. Jeff Vandermeer. Now, I read that book um, in. 2014 or 15, it won the Hugo, yeah. I want to say. It won the Hugo or it, it won, won something. Bram but Stoker, maybe. It won something. I read it in 2014 uh, because I had, I was in between working at, working at Book People and working at where I work now. And uh, Where's that? Uh, it was in between Beep. that time. Uh, and and I, I picked it up. I picked up the paperback. Um, and you so were ready to be blown away. I was, I was actually ready to be blown away. The, you know, the cover is very... I mean, the original cover was very good. It's actually done by a Matthew Rivera, who does a lot of, like, small press covers. And it's, uh, like, a kind of like a, a, a vine yeah, growing out a of snake. a hand or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't that good of a book. No, yeah. it, it, it's, like, about... Um, so it's a very similar situation where, like, a meteor hit Earth. Yeah. And they have a, a, a zone. But they only have one zone in... Um, Roadside, it's like five zones, or maybe they say five at the time, so there might be even more, right? And um, in these zones, very bizarre things happen. Um, In Roadside Picnic, we have the stalkers, which go in and they get alien technology and they bring it out. So there's like all this kind of motivation that's that's very pulpy that goes with it. In uh, uh, Annihilation, it's like... It's trying to be very literary with the motivations. It's this um, woman who is a uh, 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 paleontologist, well, or she, they assemble like a D and D team, basically. Like, yeah, everyone has a, their own strength. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like one's a psychologist. The psychologist is the leader. One's like, and she's also a hypnotist. There's also. Um, there's all there's basically four or five different kinds of scientists and they all get killed off in various ways. In that book, nothing makes any sense. It's all purple prose. It's all about shit being weird just so it can be weird. And I actually got into a fucking debate with someone that we almost had on this show. This person is like, this book is a, you know, this book's a 10 out of 10 and like it changed my life. And I'm like, yo, he listens to the show. No, we're not going to... We'll, we'll cut some stuff out. Well, he's literally saying this person, like... So he's going to know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, he's going to know I'm talking about Okay, him, just... But... just... Okay, anyway. So, yeah. So... Anyways. That book is like... 
That's like saying uh, Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown changed my life. Yeah, it, it's so... I cannot believe it won the Hugo. I can't believe it's award-winning. It, sure, it has like some really great sentences in it, but there is nothing about it that is like literary or deep or interesting. And f- to say that it's better, or even to say it in the same breath as... Uh, fucking roadside picnic roadside picnic is everything about science fiction that i love it is pulpy yet it is extremely literary like you can look at this as a an essay on how technology changes society and not like an essay like something that paulo bacci galupe wrote in 2012 about gmos because GMOs are scary. No, this is about the nature of technology yeah. and how it changes the way humans think and do things. That's a good point. The nature of technology versus the technology itself, right? And I feel like there's this uh, there, there, there's a spur of the moment. Oh, this technology sucks. Let's write how evil this particular technology is. No, good writing. Hey, hey, writing that cuts to the core of our very existence is not about technology. It's about the nature of technology. Yeah. And the nature of humanity, it, by extension. It, this is, a, like, a, so philosophical. It is about fucking science. It's not necessarily... I mean, sure, it is science fiction, and it's pulpy as fuck. There is zombies that come back to life. There is fucking monkey, alien, yeah. mutant children. Yeah. But it, It's always grounded. It's well, so grounded. You never feel like... You're like, whoa, what the fuck am I reading? You're like, oh, shit, what am I reading? Yeah. But, the, the the monkey children thing, all that kind of stuff, and they call her monkey. The funny thing about this, though, is like, this is weird shit that's happening. It could be, it, you know, it's funny in a weird way. It's insightful in a weird way. It's, it's tragic. Served, yeah, it's tragic, and it serves the story. Yeah. It serves the point. He, Whereas, oh, oh, uh, time is slipping, and that's that's it. Okay, cool. Time's weird. Yeah. Uh, our DNA what, got weird. What does that mean, though? How, how does the, how, the what roadside picnic does that annihilation doesn't really do is what are these weird things that are happening and how does it affect humanity? Yeah. How does it affect the characters? So it's it's always in the uh, in, in the gaze of who you're who you're seeing the the story from, and then it's like the weird stuff happens in the periphery. And the gaze never goes to what to that thing. It's always in the periphery, so you feel like okay, this is just part of their everyday life. Yeah. Whereas if you like straight up focus on this thing for a chapter or two, you're like, okay, this is out of the ordinary and it's starting to feel weird. But if you're just like, oh yeah, that's that's just my monkey daughter. That's all. Yeah, be cool. You know, yeah, yeah. every day yeah. <laughs> she's intellectually fine initially, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she just the way she's they just, describe, she's a little hair. She's just covered with uh, fine hair. You know, the way they describe it, it is there is there are two sentences of description. Yeah. About monkey, and that's, and that's, that's it. it. And it's it, perfect. If you were not paying attention, yeah, you would be so confused in in the in the third section where you see her from another person's perspective, and she's a monkey, and you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> like I thought, monkey was a cute nickname that you know yeah. our our red like calls the, our, the daughter. I like it if you call me monkey. I'm gonna call you monkey. That'd be a nice nickname. Kind of a great ape. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, one thing about Annihilation, now, I don't know that I hated Annihilation as much as you hated Annihilation. We didn't read Annihilation. Right, no, I know. But, but, the, we have but, to. but this we book, have to. The Annihilation is basically an attempt to make what is already perfect better or more literary. Roadside Picnic is like a fucking masterpiece, 100%. Yeah. But, but one thing about Annihilation is Annihilation is like dense for, the, for density's sake. Uh, one thing is like it's a short book. But one of the hardest books I've ever read uh, was a Thomas Pynchon book, and it was Vineland, or and also Crying of Lot Forty Nine. He's dense and he's hard to read, and he's good. But Annihilation felt like it was like too dense for density's sake. And it's it was, pointless. It's, it's pointless. pointless. Yes, pointless. Like, it's yeah. really. And he even says like it, it, when you listen to him in an interview, like he's trying to be weird and off-putting and scary. That's the point of the book. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to put you on edge. It's supposed to confuse you. It's supposed to irritate you. And it's like, okay, well, sure, but you're not literary. Well, you're not a masterpiece. Well, well, but, but the other thing too is though, what's weird and off-putting uh, uh, is roadside picnic. What it does is weird, off-putting. It is part of the ordinary. Yeah. Whereas there's such this focus on the extraordinary. Look at how weird. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. such a focus on the extraordinary. That's not weird and off-putting. Right? It's just not. When it's ordinary in the world of the novel, it is weird and off-putting. Because it's not ordinary. I would say that the movie is probably better than the book. I I wasn't a huge fan of the movie either. I I wasn't either, but... There there were beautiful moments in the movie. There there were things that was done well, but as a cohesive narrative, I felt it was just... Doesn't make any sense. Didn't make sense. And the ending with the... The thing is, if you're going to do special effects... You gotta do them well, dude. Yeah. When you have like that weird computer graphic fucking Q-tip guy, it was like yeah. this feels like a fucking Pearl Jam video. <laughs> well, you, you, you know? It's like from 1996, dude. You didn't like the mirror fight? No. You didn't like the fight? The fight with Dark Link at the end? <laughs> it was terrible. Here, here's what I I didn't read Annihilation the book, but I I think it's unfair to bring it up with the roadside picnic. Roadside picnic. Uh, exists by itself outside of anything dealing with Annihilation. But Annihilation doesn't. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, Roadside Picnic, I I didn't even, I wasn't the biggest fan of Roadside Picnic. I, I agree it's a great book. But about I'm to not, get pissed? I'm not sci-fi, I'm horror dude. So I liked it. We, we can touch it a little bit. All I'm saying is... I'm going to touch you a little bit. <laughs> Roadside Picnic exists in and of itself. It's great of itself. And Annihilation is just... Mediocre, mediocre of itself. Yeah. yeah. It's unfair to have to bring... Uh, you're like comparing a classic to, you know, like... But here's the thing, though. Roadside Picnic isn't really... I mean, I, I think certain people know what it is. Nerds and stuff. But it's not like a celebrated classic. That's true. That's whereas true. Annihilation is... I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put dollars of donuts here. Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Dollars of donuts here... Most of our listeners are aware and have watched or read Annihilation and have never heard of Roadside Picnic. Roadside Picnic isn't... Dude, look at the fucking book cover. It, it's it's put out by a university press, right, in America, which means it's way too expensive to buy for a regular person, uh, and it's also just not popular. It should be way more popular. It should be part of... What classic. everybody reads. Yeah, yeah, it should be the classic. It should, it should be a classic. I agree with that. Honestly, so, it, it should be in high school. It, this is more important. This has more to say than something like 
fucking um, whatever you know, nineteen eighty four and and mm, New World, know. Brave New no, World. Nineteen eighty four is great. Well, Brave okay, New okay, okay, yeah, maybe but just add. You don't no, have to take okay, it away. Okay, just okay. add it. So for for from a high schooler's perspective, those are maybe more important. From a more of like a collegiate university perspective, this is more because this is about the philosophy. This is about. It's about technology. It's not a. It's not about one of those like social beats, right? It's yeah. not like. I, I, I'll just say. I'll just say this. Um, Roadside picnic suffers when you compare it to Annihilation, whereas Annihilation. No, 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 no. I, I guess what what I'm saying is you bring it down if you compare it to slop. Well, where, but the thing is, Annihilation isn't slop. It's yeah. not slop. Uh, I'm not going to say it's like the worst book ever written. I think it's a misfire. Uh, but the why it misfires... Ready Player it, One or... Oh, or sorry, no, Ready Player no, no, One no. Is, is slop. Okay? Right. Uh, written by someone who's very untalented. Wait, hold on. We were talking about Metro 2033 being a guy who played video games. Okay? Yeah. It, but but he obviously read Roadside Picnic. Fucking Ready Player One was written by someone who's never fucking read a book. Yeah. <laughs> ever. So if, if ever <laughs> so if we do like a one uh, one to ten or a zero to ten scale, is zero Ready Player One? Zero. I mean, that's pretty. To me, that is the fucking floor of books. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's Even worse. That? It's worse than a cash in like. Uh, it, it's worse than a cash in the, uh, like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'll tell you why. Ready, Ready Player One. Because I can jerk off the Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> well, that's one reason. Ready Player One was written to make. To, to be nostalgia, uh, a nostalgia trap for people. It was made to become, uh, you know, uh, just tickle those itches. Fucking Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, that was written as fanfic for fucking free. You know, like, there's no intention of it being anything. Yeah. This guy just put together a bunch of references and called it a book. Yeah. With no original thought. I'm sorry I brought it up. Ah, you killed me! <laughs> sorry. So, with uh, Roadside Picnic, I'm not a sci-fi person. I'm learning to enjoy sci-fi through this uh, podcast. It started off great. Oh, well, to say that sounds like it got worse. What I mean is I really got into the book the way it started because it felt like a hard-boiled detective story. Yeah. Something like that. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. The bar uh, scenes. Red, you know, the, yeah. the main character. Yeah. So that was something that drew me in and then it never lost my attention the, the, the rest of the, the way through. So... I, this was this book was really enjoyable, whereas Metro twenty thirty three was not enjoyable at all. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you there. I, but I, I'm, I'm 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 trying to find the negative in your statement. There's no negative. It grabbed me. Yeah, I never lost it, but I didn't enjoy it that much. I'm just not. You you have your, your okay. Certain... Well, you you are to you're you are saying like I love. Uh, Philip K. Dick. You really like Do Android Stream Electric Sheep. Yeah. For me, this book resonated with me like Philip, Philip K. Dick. Like a Philip K. Dick book. In that I felt like it hit everything that I love about science fiction. In that it is, you know, fantastical and yet has something important and meaningful to say. Or maybe not to explicitly say, but to discuss and to say, well, what, you know, these aliens, they came here and they just let... Did they just leave their trash? Or are they trying to enlighten us? Or are they trying to do this? Or, like, what's their motivation? And all this shit. Like, 
And that's like that's like the minimum stuff that it's doing that it's discussing. Yeah, Dude. this is definitely. I I, I uh, gear I tend to go for the grounded sci-fi, the shit that's not crazy out there. And this was definitely like I'm not saying this is a bad book. I really enjoyed this book. What all I'm saying is like you guys love this book. You guys are like five out of five, and I'm like yeah. at a four. Or four point five out of five. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's. I mean, that's to me. This the rating system is stupid, anyways. Yeah. But that ending, though. Are we gonna get into the ending? Sure. I, I I like the ending, and I do like that. That the that the that that red. It, it, Red's character is is pretty phenomenal, and the fact that he didn't tell Arthur about the. Uh, you know the meat grinder yeah. thing where someone has to die, two people have to leave. That scene was pretty. That scene was pretty awesome. Like Arthur's giving his wish to this, you know, his wish granting machine, and then gets fucking pulverized, basically. Yeah. Um, Wait, not pulverized. It, he like, no, 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 well, well, right, yeah. but is it a wish granting mach- machine? We don't know. No, we we, we don't. I mean, and, and to me personally, I feel like we do know, and it's. You know, it, like it, that it isn't that. Yeah, it, I, I feel to me, like from the writer's perspective, it really feels like it's this statement on how. Fuck. Yeah, it, it's it's a very bleak statement. Yeah. On, Russians, man. On on. They suck. <laughs> on on, on super on superstition, right? Yeah. So people get the, the their hopes up about yeah. what what this is, and really. Other than what the characters say, mm-hmm. other than like dialogue, I don't is, like you right now. is no. there anything that remotely hints <laughs> no. at this fucking orb giving someone a wish? Yeah. Why the fuck would the orb give someone a wish? Right. No. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's definitely no. It's but but the way humans react when hey, they see a big fucking glowing hey, Zach, thing. Shut up right now. <laughs> right. And for me, it's just like, and then it fucking ended, and I'm like, no. This book sucks. It can't end like this. Well, what I the love, fuck? I love that, right. that it ends, though. Like but, that. but it ends, and, it, and you're just like, for me, it goes on, and it's just like, well, it fucking ends very bleakly. It's it, it To me, it's, it's not the top keeps spinning. It's like... But, but here's the thing about that, though, is there was this humanity too red to even... Give the same wish his friend who just got pulverized for. Yeah. And it ends right there. Yeah. It yeah. ends right there. Yeah. So, it's bleak, but there's also this glimmer of, like, that was like a human Slimmer kindness, you know? Yeah. It was like human, you know. So, it's bleak. It, 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 I, I agree with you. But the ending is bittersweet in a lot of ways. Yeah. You don't know, A, you're right, though. It's likely, obviously, nothing. Um... But yeah, that superstition of so right. This is fucking. But he kissed still, the Blarney Stone. But he's you still, know? yeah, he kissed the Blarney Stone. But he, but but he witnesses for his he witnesses this guy die and gives the same wish yeah. because he still believes it. Right, the a reader. There's question, yeah. but the author gets no answer. Well, right, but yeah. but but the, and that's what's so beautiful about it is like someone who is like a hardcore superstitious or like yeah. really into you know religion or whatever they're gonna read this they're gonna have a different read than i did and yeah. they're gonna be like wow oh, yeah. what a beautiful ending wow yeah. what, 
Like, what what a hopeful ending. God is great, isn't he? Yeah, right? Because... Won't he, God do it? In it uh, what, what I will say, don't read the foreword by Ursula K. Le Guin, if you have that version of the book, don't read it uh, without having finished the book, because it does go over... You know, it says he's talking to God at that moment, and, like, he is. Like, he's saying, like, he's... To he's, his God. To his God, yeah. like, to, to this... F- yeah. F- fucking inert technology this the the book is called roadside picnic you're gonna tell me that this technology that they just fucking left these aliens just fucking left on earth is gonna grant wishes no it's like mr meese it's like a cell phone right it's like a cell phone they just left over yeah Yeah. Uh, this is uh this is like the ending that metro 23 2033 wishes they could have yeah you know yeah his dad was like, or his mom was like, you know, you should read Roadside Picnic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, oh, maybe I can change these characters to stalkers. And then, yeah. Um, the, uh, now just about the book itself uh, that we have, the foreword. I fucking hate when there are forewords in books. I mean, it's a reprint. It's trying to explain why it's important. Yeah. Put that shit in the afterword, dude. Yes. You know, like, I don't want to read anything about it. I want to read the book for the book. I did audio. But. The afterword, the afterword is fascinating. You guys didn't do the audio book? No, I, I did, have I, the book. I, I read it. I read it. So I love this book so much that I did both. I read it and I did the, the audio book. The guy who did the audio book was great, man. Like he was like, he felt like it felt like I was watching Columbo or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. The uh, guy who did the Metro Twenty Thirty Three, though, not so great. No, I hate everything. Why does everything have to have a British accent? I feel like he had a British well, accent. I, 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 like I, I, Russian I, accent. I hate people who live on that part of the world. <laughs> you sound pretty racial there, Miguel. Well, yeah. Uh, what, what, Favorites. What, whites lived in caves? Cave dwellers. Cave dwellers. Cave dwellers, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love history. Uh, I love finding out about history. You know history. what? It's, impo- it's hard to argue with an educated person. <laughs> but it, it is, is impossible <laughs> to argue with an ignorant person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, motherfucker, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I honestly, I feel like we haven't had a discrepancy in what we've read to this degree. Like, we read two books. For me, one is a one star. The other one's a five star. You yeah. Know, the, the, the last time this happened is actually uh, the last time that we read a foreign thing which was manga where there was some yeah. really terrible manga and then there was some like really phenomenal manga it was but it was well yeah, yeah. yeah. Discrep- yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. one's a 10 out of 10 the yeah. other one's a fucking one out of 10 well, we didn't read that much this time and i'm sure yeah. people i mean there's russian sci-fi is is big yeah and, and so long that's why. and cumbersome to get through uh or to even know what to read but there are things we miss and we meant to read to read victor pelvin we meant to read a short story by him. But I'm going on vacation. And yeah. I apologize. <laughs> he, Zach's going to Cuba. But Victor Pelvin, I've read Homo Sapiens by him, and I've read uh, Omen Ra by him, which are both pretty short novels. Uh, not exactly sci-fi, but there's sci-fi elements to both. Um, I like his writing. Um, I think he's also a guy who, who publishes novels for free online uh, and then got a book deal. Um, no, it was impossible to find... His shit online. For so wait, wait, when is, initially when in is Russia? When can oh, yeah, I get Dear Man in print from Harper Collins? 
<laughs> You'll never get Deer Man in print. We already comics. got it in video, in video form. Yeah. <laughs> And you're never getting your T-shirt. Actually, <laughs> I already have a Dear Man T-shirt. It's going with me to Cuba. Dope. It's my favorite shirt. Yeah. Um, so, so, but, but there's Victor Pelvin, but there's other Russian authors that we missed. Who wrote? There's a book called We, which is which is always compared to 1984 and Brave New World, which Roadside Picnic can can stand with those. But We is like specifically pointed out as I'm not sure if it's Ukrainian or Russian, but. A piece of no, that one's Russian. It's I'm Russian. Sure, it, 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 it's it's called out as like a great, but it's like twenties. It's very. I want to say it's very early sci-fi. It's early sci-fi, but it's also pointed out. So, so we have some big gaping holes in in our knowledge because we've only read two books and we know that. Is this? I'm, I'm apologizing yeah, yeah. to anyone who may be offended. And we'll you know we'll put that in the show notes so it looks like we read a lot. And at least we discussed it. Yeah. There was one other one about like cats. Or, um, it's more of like a, a, a Sarah Warren's girlfriend was telling me about it. Oh, yeah, Master Margarita? Yes, Master yeah, Margarita. Yeah, by Mikhail Bulgakov. I that's, love that That's book. Hillary's favorite book. It's a, it's that's a gr- Russian. Yeah. yeah, it's a great it's a, book. It's Russian. Magical uh, realism? It's like magical realism, and there's like this time, there's a, there's a little bit of a time thing going on. Uh, it also it, it, it also kind of goes back into, it's weird, because it does switch time, but it also goes back into like biblical times. Yeah. It's a really, it's a, it's a great book. Hillary, I've wanted to read that book. She's like so into it. She's like, you can't read it until you, you gotta fucking know everything. You gotta, you gotta learn the lore. Yeah. You gotta learn the lore. So if we ever read that, maybe we can have Hillary. Have yeah. It. But it, it, I would. I actually liked Russian sci-fi. I like. I know Metro Twenty Three was shit. But overall, I liked reading this stuff. So we can definitely revisit this genre. Oh, we and, and we should just yeah. by how little we read this time. Yeah, right? definitely. So well, have another Minnesota. What, but what I wanted to mention, uh, ask was, did either of you see the movie for Roadside Picnic? Yeah. What? No, it's <laughs> called Stalker, right? Stalker. Yeah. I, I watched uh, uh, about an hour and a half of it, or maybe maybe closer to two hours of it, and I just quit. It's, I, it's so fucking bad. I, no, uh, yeah, I, I I hated it. Really? I, yeah. I, I have friends who think it's a great play. I fucking hated Wait, it. Wait, did you read the book and then watch the movie? Yes. Okay, so this, you're... In the same, the same day, I rented the movie. Yeah. And it's like five bucks to rent. Yeah. It's a Criterion movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's beautifully shot, but like the writing, and it's weird because it's, it's written by the same people. They did the screenplay, but it's very, very heavy-handed. It's very, um, I'm very smart. Uh, there are different. I mean, there are different art forms, really. Yeah, you know, is... I mean, it, it's it's really weird. The, the are you one of those people who's like the book was better always? I just said Annihilation. The movie was better. Actually, you fuck it. <laughs> I don't pay attention to you, man. No, yeah. So I, I I hated that, but it might have to do with like I didn't really care for the book Annihilation. And I, I, I liked the movie slightly more because I felt like there were a couple of really intense scenes. Like the bear scene was... Yeah. yeah. Well, it was robbed right out of Aliens, but other than that, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, this movie was... Maybe it was, you know, they didn't have a budget or a couple of things that were really wrong with it. But the the dialogue was very pretentious. Like... Talking about Jesus and shit. Well, the Very budget, cringy. the budget thing is, uh, it was made in, in the Soviet Union, Czechoslovakia. 
Yeah. So I mean, they, they you know, the, how are they going to get the money? Right, yeah. so have you seen it, or you just heard? Of it? No, no, I, I've heard from friends who really love the movie, yeah. but they might be more film people, like like the art of film rather than the art of narrative, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the, it's pretty, it's pretty right. to look at, but um, it's fucking slow. I haven't dude. seen it, so I don't have any. Is it like a Jodorowsky film, like uh, El Topo or something like that? Have you seen? You never seen El Topo? Uh, uh, I, mean, I don't I, think. I think it's less bizarre. Yeah. Is El Topo bizarre? I mean, I have El Topo El- is fucking bizarre. I have El Topo. I have it's slow paced and it's long, yeah. but it also was made in the seventies, and a yeah, lot so, of movies were so slow paced and long, like Taxi, Taxi Driver. Yeah. Right. Slow paced and long, so, classic. So you guys consider it a classic must read? Oh yeah, must read. Yeah, and uh, must yeah. must pass on the movie. I pass the movie. Yeah, yeah. I would. I enjoyed this book. I would definitely recommend it to somebody. If they're looking for... So what does it fall under? So the Russian sci-fi, but what other genres would you say? Science fiction, and I would also give it literary. I, I would say that this is literary. If... if Especially the if fourth... If Kurt the, Vonnegut is sectioned under literary fiction, then this should it, also be sectioned. Because, uh, I mean, it has like a similar... The, the 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 third section of the book. The third section of the book is a hundred percent literary. Oh, that's like, what I was. If, if you just because there's four sections, the yeah, third, yeah. which is just the 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 discussion between the scientists and the um yeah. the government guy, that's a hundred percent just literary. That was one of the things that kept me from like going balls to the wall with this book, like liking it. I liked Red, the character, and I liked seeing it through his eyes. And I wish that the whole book was... I I love that character. That's one of my favorite characters I've read in a long time. And I wish that we saw it through his lens. Yeah, he was involved in... in Three-fourths three of the story or whatever? He, he, he makes a, a an appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but makes like, a cameo in the, that third part. Yeah, but I wanted it all to be him. Him and his story. I enjoyed a lot. So that's kind of one of the things that took it away from me. You don't like literary asides, do you? So, yeah, I definitely recommend this book. Uh, it's a, I think it's a must read. Must read, must buy, go out and buy it. Hopefully, hopefully one of the fucking big five can pick it up and do it some justice with a goddamn cover. <laughs> <laughs>